Before we get started, we're going to do two things today. We're going to honor um, three very honest men and uh, who did something very extraordinary, which you're all aware of, but uh, which we want to uh, recognize directly today. And then, because of the coincidence of a very serious storm last week that NDOT handled superbly from absolutely everything we can tell, we're gonna, we've invited one person here from each of the NDOT sub-districts, um, and uh, I've just been talking to them about what a fantastic job they did, asked them to go home and share with their colleagues uh, our appreciation, that of every citizen that uh, emailed uh, or otherwise contacted us. Um, so let me do those. Let me do those in, in reverse order. Uh, one thing we want to do today is commend the hardworking government employees, in this case of NDOT, who dealt in superb fashion with a very big snow event last week. Um, I cannot find a single instance of, uh, of complaint, and that's uh, remarkable given the size of what they had to deal with. Uh, Twelve and more hour days were quite common and continue in some places, but um, against a very, very tough uh, assignment almost statewide, I believe our men and women did about as good a job as could possibly have been done. And so I wanted to take the opportunity to thank them and these representatives of our 31 sub-districts I have asked to go back. There are 60 people behind each of them at NDOT, and I've asked them to go back and tell the other 59 how very, very much we appreciate them. And then also today, we want to pay very special recognition to uh, three extraordinary individuals, uh, Greg and Lionel and Honest Abe, as uh, <laughs> I gather he's now referred to, as, as, as the world knows, um, turned in an extraordinary amount of money that they found in the course of their duties. And I just thought this needed to be uh, held up to our fellow citizens, and in particular our young people, as an example of doing the right thing um, and, um, and uh, leading the kind of lives that we like to associate with the state of Indiana. Um, I was telling them that we created three years ago the highest honor never to be given to more than one uh, Hoosier at a, in a year, and um, it is uh, half of it is about achievement and half of it is about leading a life of moral excellence. And we, more often than we do, we ought to applaud and recognize and point to those people who uh, lead lives of virtue and for whom doing the right thing matters. So um, in two ways today we want to celebrate and recognize what these men did. We have a, an award which um, is uh, called the Governor's Heroism Award. It is typically given to people who save a life uh, or do something of great physical courage. But it occurs to me that these men are heroes in every bit the same way. They are moral heroes, people who um, had the courage and the character to do what was right in the face of enormous temptation. So uh, for each of you, uh, Abe, uh, you may be as on behalf of your fellows. They're, uh, you're a hero to us, Abe and Greg and Lionel, and we commend you very much for what you did. You 
And uh, while we're all together, um, uh, Commissioner Browning has given me the opportunity to do one other thing. Um, we have a very aggressive uh, policy of performance management and performance recognition in our administration. And we believe that people who do a great, great, great job of something ought to see some uh, reward for that. That includes a policy of uh, or the possibility of spot bonuses. And uh, NDOT has awarded to each of these three men a $1,000 spot bonus, which I'm very, very proud to turn over at this time. Lionel, congratulations to you. That's enough, isn't it? Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Thank you very much. As you know, we're trying to respect the privacy of these three men. That's why we're only using uh, first names, but uh, they or I might accept. That's up to them if they want to take any questions. I guess. Can you tell the mic you were doing at the moment? Well, we were just out on the road picking up tires, and uh, we came up to this tire, and like, usually they're frozen to the ground because of all the ice, and I, I saw him standing around it. I said, what's wrong? Is it frozen or something? Uh, so I, he might need help, so I got out, and when I walked up to it, I, I thought he was just looking down, and we just, we just stood there. I said, is that real money? I said, he said, yeah. Which, <laughs> And then I called him over. He was in another truck, and we all just stood there. And the next thing I knew, I started calling Greenfield Unit. And they called state police, told them to come out here. They all showed up. Did you feel like this is being in a movie? Did things slow down, slow motion for you? Well, we, we were shocked. You know, we just stood there. I mean, we didn't know what to do. And they say, like I said, I said, is that real? And everybody said, yeah, it's real. And so we. You knew what to do, though. Yeah. We, uh, the minute we walked up to it, we thought it was drug money, the way it was wrapped in rubber bands and stuff. And uh, we said, well, we better call it in. And, cause that's, that's, and we, somebody said it like, looked like thousands of dollars or something like that. So we just called it in. And before you know, we had state police out there. I called my supervisor, too. He came out. And How tempting was it to uh, it was a lot of tempting, but we just decided, no, that's too much money to keep. <laughs> so we just, like I said, turned it in. How do you feel about being called heroes? Well, heroes? not really, but we've been called a lot of names, but <laughs> not heroes. <laughs> <laughs> money and I mean as I said most people you know we caught a lot of slack for family friends co-workers you know you're stupid you know I'd have kept it but I think that's the cool thing to say or whatever but when you know I would hope that most people would do the right thing when it actually happens and I mean it wasn't ever I mean he called us back to the unit and had them call the state police I mean probably within what two or three minutes yeah. after we got done gazing at it and 
you know, then we stood there and waited on the state police, gazing at it. And <laughs> then while they were there, we gazed at it some more. <laughs> I just told them I wanted to help count it. That's why I just wanted to touch it. Step in here, Lionel. Yes, uh, being uh, that type of money in that scenario, I just felt like it could be a problem because what if it's marked money? What if it's being traced? What if you decide to start a little bank account? What if you, you know, what if the, there's too many what ifs, too many barriers, and to actually keep something like that and try to sleep at night, and is somebody going to come after it? And you know, so it's better to do the right thing and turn it over and just go from there. Right, just try to be honest and keep up front because it always pays in the mm -hmm. end. Because the bad always washes out in the end and the good always stays. And were there spiritual motivations behind your decisions as well? Yes, to mine it was. Because honesty has always been the best policy and to be able to function like that and keep a good reputation, that's how I like to keep it. As well you said. Have you ever found anything of value before? I mean, maybe not money. You find, I'm assuming you find valuable things along in, in your job time to time. We, find, we, we find a lot of tools, a lot of, you know, little stuff, nothing big like this, but, you know, all, some, some, some is good stuff, some is broken. You know, if they fall off vehicles and trucks and they just break up, and so we just throw everything in the trash. So why are you gentlemen, did you ever think that in your day-to-day -day jobs as end-up workers that you ever find anything like this, or you know, maybe heard a story here and there about somebody finding a suitcase full of money, but everything being like this would never happen to you in the time you've been with him. No, you always hear stories, but you didn't think it ever happened to you. And like he said earlier, this is just like a movie. I thought this only happened in the movies. <laughs> Are you curious to find out where it came from, how it got there? I mean, do you hope to someday learn how it got there on the side of the highway? I don't think they're going to ever find out. I mean, I don't. Nobody showed up to claim it yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think they will. Actually, uh, state police believe it will be judged to have been uh, drug-related, and there's a forfeiture program for that. And um, because Indiana found it, these men found it and turned it in, some portion of that money will come back and be available for use in our anti-drug programs, if that's the outcome. Check, Dave Burson still here? You can check with him after. I, I think I think a, a DEA. Uh, uh, does DEA keep some in the in the in the in the agency? It's between uh, it's between the state and ICE. I mean, uh, immigration customs enforcement. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, don't ask me. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, and uh, and uh, I, I hope your readers and viewers will appreciate uh, Indot and all the people of Indot uh, this week for two reasons. Thanks a lot.